Coming to you from sunny Sacramento, it's How I Built My Business, an entrepreneur podcast. I'm Dave Carlson, and thank you so much for listening. This show is brought to you by Carlson O'Connell Commercial Real Estate. We help businesses lease and purchase office space. This podcast is for business owners and entrepreneurial nerds to share their stories. It's a support group for those of us who just can't help but start businesses. Now, let's jump into our show. Today's guest is Kim Kelly, marketing guru with Creative Marketing Arts. How's it going, Kim? It's going great. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Uh, you know, this is take two of our interview. Uh, we, we had some technical problems yesterday, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better about our chances. I think we can get through this today. <laughs> it, it turns out cell, cell coverage, uh, you know, in the, in, in, on the way back from Tahoe is not always as good as you'd like. Could be a little spotty. Yeah. So I, I noticed that you, it looks like you have a Truckee, you know, office or an address in Truckee. Do you do a lot of work in Tahoe? We do actually. Yes. And we, uh, as you know, with COVID, we can work anywhere, but I have had that office for about seven years now and uh, enjoy doing some work up there. Oh, that is so awesome. And do you, do you ski or do you just like to be up in the mountains? No, I am a big uh, snow person. I do snowboarding and skiing. I snowshoe. You give me snow, I'll be on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. So what, what percentage of your, you know, your work year is in Tahoe? I'd say 15, 20%. Oh man, that's cool. Must be nice to yeah. have that change of scenery. It is. Very, <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Great. Well, um, you know, we've got our, our kind of go-to questions here, so we'll just kind of jump into it and we can learn a little more about uh, how you built your business. First and foremost, uh, describe the worst job you've ever had without naming the employer so we don't get sued. When I was uh, just coming out of college, I started working for two attorneys, uh, business attorneys at a law firm, and uh, I was the receptionist, and it was a terrible experience. I was just not professional enough for them. They didn't let me go, but I definitely would made my own decision to leave there, and that was probably one of the burning images in my brain of remembering how they treated me, and I thought, I am never going to work for somebody like that again. I mean, I, my personality is way too big and friendly to be held back, so I just did not do well in that corporate structure. That's, it, it's so funny because I always think that, you know, if you're having someone as an office manager or, you know, reception that you want someone that's, you know, got a lot of positive energy like you. So I'm surprised that uh, they felt like that conflicted with the vibe they were trying to establish. Stuffy. <laughs> Stuffy. Yeah, that's, that's probably uh, that's probably what they were going for. And I can't really see you fitting in that very well. So that nope. kind of makes sense. <laughs> Well, that is funny. Okay, great. Well, um, you know, I, I know a little bit of your backstory now, but uh, if you could tell the audience, you know, just the basics of um, how you became a business owner, how you kind of built your business. I built my business through a lot of determination and, uh, of course, the right place, right time and some luck. I guess that's probably the recipe for a lot of us as entrepreneurs, as you call us nerds. And I would agree <laughs> with that. I am definitely an entrepreneurial nerd. I think I learned that word when I was 14 and used to throw it around at house parties. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an entrepreneur. And they're like, Who, what's that? 
you that, that's that's a big that's a big word to say. It was 14, a big word. You. I'm not sure I was like, saying that. I think uh, I was stumbling <laughs> through it. But I remember taking a class on uh, ownership of uh, you know businesses and learned that word, and I just thought that was a pretty fun word. So anyway, that it started a long time ago. I guess you kind of know what you're going to do before you know you're doing it. But I worked in advertising for years. I can remember going down in L.A., driving the, the freeways. My mom would be driving and I would look at every one of those billboards and I would just tear them apart and be so intrigued with all that advertising that I think I always knew I was going to do something with advertising and marketing. And I and I flash back to that sometimes and I think about how that went through my brain and I really never did did that well working for others. So I think that had a lot of reasons that that is a recurring theme um, of everyone I talk to. It's one of those things where you just have some ideas of how you'd like to do things a little better, a little differently, a little more efficiently. Yeah. And uh, that that isn't always welcomed in all workplaces. So sometimes you just have to go on your own. Yeah, I just never really fit in with the mix. I just, just hated all the report writing and the time wasting with that. I just wanted to get the job done. So I started out as a young woman working in media media for radio and television, marketing, advertising, had some nice clients. And one of my clients was actually in Santa Maria. It was a shopping center and I was already doing all of the advertising buying for them and working with them and knew all of the merchants already, which is a big part of the job is just really knowing the merchants and getting out and working with these individual entrepreneurs and managers. And so they said, hey, you're already doing half the job. Why don't you just apply to do the whole job? And so from there, I just started working for shopping center developers for for a probably total of 11 years. And that's where I got wow. all of my background. Awesome. And so when you're working for these, uh, you know, retail center developers, are you marketing to get new tenants to come into the project? Are you marketing behalf on the t behalf of the tenants that are already there to get them more business? You know what? So I what work in edge? conjunction with the leasing guys to try to help, you know, if there are any marketing that they, you know, they go to the sites, they go to the social media and they show their potential tenants who they what the center is. So I am the backbone of the marketing, the image and the whole campaigning behind the center. I don't actually lease the space when I die and come back next life. I will be a broker. They make way more money. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what people tell me. That's what people keep telling me. But uh, no, I mean, I, what you're talking about is really nice for, for the brokers that you, you know, that are working on your projects because these tenants, you know, before they pick up the phone and call or before they'll engage with any kind of broker, they're going to look online. And if exactly. A nice clean website. If there's some nice video, if there's a good social media presence. Right. It just puts that project way ahead of anybody else. I agree. So. And I think it's taken a long time for that to catch on. I was telling my husband yesterday that COVID put us three years ahead of where we thought we would be. Right now, we are there. We are doing all digital. I thought it was going to take three or four more years. But with COVID hitting, we just went straight into Yelp and Google and started, you know, updating our websites, updating social media just down and dirty messages about how we're staying safe during COVID and what stores are open and go to this site, go to that for hours and details. It just became overwhelming. And it was really bold of the clients that I have to just throw more into the pot instead of pulling money out. They added more because they realized that with all of this curbside and everything that we started doing, it's a different world. And they know that that saved our tails by being able to stay in the moment and be in real time um, updates. 
Absolutely. And I'm sure the tenants are really appreciating they it are. too, because every time you promote anything about the project, that's extra eyeballs and they're going to remember, oh, wait, that's the that's the center that has the pizza place that I like. Yeah, they are. You know, and, and all that adds We're up. doing these drive-through contactless events and the merchants are just thrilled. And I've been telling all my clients, like, this is the stuff that will set an impression. Like, oh, remember when COVID hit and we went through Loman's Plaza and it was so fun. We got to see Santa and drop off our letter. I mean, they'll always remember that. And so when people say to me, oh, well, what does that do for the center? What does it not do for the center? It is so charming and people will always remember it. And I watch them park and just take their kids to eat or, you know, do go over to Save Mart and shop. So I don't understand how people can say, what does that do for the center? It does so much to, I don't know, create loyalty and, and just build an, a, build a really great foundation. I'm sure you're getting this feedback, but I know, you know, every time my wife and I go out and there's outdoor dining and as long as the weather's nice, I mean, in Sacramento, we have a lot of great weather. It's just kind of like, man, this would be great all year round. You know, I think people are kind of like that. The restaurant owners are like, hey, we're going to make this work. And I think it's really cool. Well, they've got two things working for them, landlords and economic development for the cities. They want everybody to be making it now is a different story in Truckee. We're really struggling up there because it's so cold. Nobody wants to sit outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I saw on your website, you guys had a blog post that was about, you know, in colder cities, how they're creating these like bubbles. heat bubble. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that's really cool. Cool. I want one of these. (laughs) Yeah. So, and so they're, they're basically like creating like a a bubble that you can dine in. They have like heaters. Yeah. And and they're so cool looking. And I think that is, you know, we got a little bit behind in Truckee, but we're doing the best we can to, to keep it going up there, but it's really just going to be curbside pickup now, I think. And it's just cold, but you're right. And Sacramento, we can still create our own little heaters and, um, you know, makes, I like the outdoor dining. It was great during this summer. I, I agree with you. I think that's going to be new normal is that they're going to have way more open to sit outside. And I think everybody's going to work together to make that happen. Of course. And I'm sure, I mean, you're, you're probably, you know, out enjoying Sutter street as much as I am, but I, you know, I love with the streets being shut down and just kind of being able to walk around. I mean, it's really nice. I do too. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so, uh, you know, it sounds like really you kind of just let the opportunities you were presented with kind of drive your business. But, you know, I mean, how did you take, you know, the initial where you started and turn it into a functioning organization with employees, with lots of clients, with all the success you had? Well, I started when my daughter was born. I knew I didn't. That was back in 1994. I knew I didn't want anyone telling me I couldn't pick her up if she was sick, you know, I couldn't leave to go get her. So I was just determined to find a job. My husband had been transferred. He was also in the same industry and was transferred um, to Santa Rosa Plaza as the manager. And so we moved and I had no job and had a baby. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm 30% of the income. So that's when I started turning away at, uh, this is still before PCs really, they were just starting to take off, and I was still had a typewriter. If you can believe that, and I'm wow. on my kitchen table just calling people I know in the industry and telling them what I could do for them. And one client at a time just came on board, and there we went. That is that is so cool. So, so when you kind of took that first step, you did you just go and find one yes. client first that could utilize one at your, a time. your services? <laughs> Once you and get one, it gets two. easier. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and I'm sure it helped that you could kind of, you know, display your portfolio for what you'd done for other projects. Well, what so helped like, is that I knew the industry and I had been one of them. You know, I was a marketing director in a shopping center so that they knew that I knew what I was talking about in their world because it's a different world. <laughs> So out of curiosity, when you, you know, is there a certain size shopping center that you can feel confident will want your service? And is there a certain size where you just think, you know, this is maybe a little too small? Yeah, in the olden days, I used to think that I only wanted super regionals, but now just the smallest um, developers sometimes are my best accounts. I mean, they, they're not scared. They spend the money. So now I don't have any preconceived notions, but yes, I did have them. I came from the shopping center, um, super regional real estate investment trust world and that's all I knew and that's all I did for years I said I would never do neighborhood or community and boy did I change and boy am I happy I did because being essential services saved my tail in business because we would I'm not sure we would be here without that Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think they, they find that a lot of the smaller, more, you know, local kind of strip retail centers have some of the most recession proof businesses because yeah. it's I mean, like we all found, Agreed. you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. you only want to let uh, you only want to let your family member cut your hair one time before yeah. you're like, I'm not doing that. So again. size does not matter. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So of the of the marketing you do for these shopping centers, is there any anything in particular that's kind of new and up and coming that you're excited about? Well, I'm most excited about how people are really reaching out and communicating. It's the first time that I've ever seen in my life that I, we are doing these contactless um, Santa events and I have customers calling me saying, Hey, did I get accepted? Did I get my RSVP? Hey, what time should I be there? Oh, you want me to be there between five and five 30? Okay. I mean, this is the most exciting thing in the world for me. We're living in the craziest times and the most exciting times because we can, we're actually talking to our customer. They're emailing and they're, they're actually getting back to us on Instagram and, and Facebook. And we've never been able to know in the past exactly how many people are showing up and tell them what their time slot is to show up. It's never been so difficult and so simple all in one. I mean, it's this is a crazy time, but we can talk to them. Their well, feedback has been so awesome. They're just so happy that we're doing things during this crazy time because their kids have nothing to do. <laughs> I was just going to say that I have a fr- I have a couple friends with some young children and it's just like any, you know, anything they can think of to go do that's safe outside of the house is a must. Yeah, we're doing a lot of virtual Santa's villages where they can go through and write a letter to Santa and get a letter back and then take a photo and have their photo produced. Just a lot of think games, fun and games. Again, just putting our property's name on it and they'll always remember that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a memory that the kids yeah. will have, you know, that's I mean, all we can do that, right now. Really and cool. it's all with this crazy surging that they're just so happy that they have something they can stick their kid in front of to play over and over and over again, because there's fun and games and crosswords and funny little things that they find online that Santa dropped behind on the trail. And it's just been it's been a learning experience. But in some ways, I'm so excited about it because we figured out early back in March what we were going to do and it's working. So that's very rewarding. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I mean, you know, back in March, we were thinking, oh, yeah, this thing would be done by like what? Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, remember it's summer. It's the good virus that you got after like it. The heat. Well, that wasn't true. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so funny to look back in time at old text messages and you're like, oh my gosh, we were so oh, wrong yeah. about the timeline of this. But anyways, not not to get too uh, COVID yeah, heavy. Sick of COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and me both for sure. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, it sounds like you just kind of grew organically by adding uh, different clients. Um, you know, what was one of the hardest parts of starting the business? The hardest part was taking the first step off the cliff to quit my, you know, like I'm not going back to corporate. I'm just going to do this on my own. Um, we started out doing a school program where every time the students and parents, teachers, anybody or neighbors, friends, family shopped, they got points for their school. And at the end, the developer rolled out cash awards to the schools. And I had like 20 of those programs going across the country and they were just on fire. They were doing so well. We still do the program to this day, um, but it's not all we do. But that was really it, like finding one niche little program where you read. And the one thing we all want to do is support our schools and we love to shop. So those two things together really did. Um, it was called Cash for Class and it just kicked off. And that's what people want. They want to figure out a way to get rewarded and help their kids as well. That That's brilliant. I saw that on your website and I, I meant to ask you about that. I remember back in the day, my mom, you know, cutting off the barcodes um, of every uh, yeah. cereal box that yeah. we ate, you know, because it would, it would, you know, contribute a little bit. But I, I remember her cutting those all out and having a big bag of them. And, you know, I don't know what it meant for the school, but I mean, if she was willing to do that with, you know, barcodes and cereal boxes, I'm sure, you know, nice shopping centers that people go to all the time. That's a legitimate Oh, yeah. Point. They just, just take a picture of the receipt and upload it to the portal and we can see what they spent and then their school gets credited. It's great. And so, oh, yeah. It wasn't always like that, though. We used to pick up bags of receipts and actually rifle through them and sort them and put input them manually. Now we can just do it on a portal. Life oh, has really changed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. Some, some people complain about technology. And then sometimes you think about stuff like that where you're like, well, at least I don't have a bag of receipts to exactly. sift through. So that's yeah. good. Building on that, you know, this is a, a, usually a pretty self-deprecating show. And I, I appreciate your honesty so far. Um, you know, what is a mistake that you made that you won't make again? Not vetting out your employees <laughs> before you hire them. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Yes. I get yeah, that. I've learned my lesson. I now call references and I make sure that they do like a little overview test that we make sure they know how to spell and write and actually things they put down on the piece of paper that they filled out that they could actually back that up. So that's the biggest lesson because you waste a lot of money by hiring the wrong person, as we all know. And that has been my biggest lesson I've learned. Now I've got people, one that's been with me 11 years, one that's been with me nine. And then, yeah, I mean, wow. a really long time. I feel like I hired them when they were just right out of school. I mean, nine or 11 years, that is some pretty impressive yeah, longevity so, in, in today's workforce yeah, where people leave every two years. So now I just hope that each person that comes on actually stays because we have a pretty good team right now. That makes a ton of sense to to really want to vet them. And I, I'm sure you've found that some people are very good yes. at interviewing and some people are very good at the job yes. you want them to do. And those aren't always the same people. You know, some people are really good at their job, but don't exactly. interview well. Some people interview really well and they're all talk and it's hard to figure out exactly. who's who. <laughs> Well, that's great advice. I think that's smart. You know, make sure you're, you're vetting people heavily. Make sure you're calling mm -hmm. references. I think that's, that's huge. I mean, to be perfectly honest, people will call me and they'll say, hey, I put you down as a reference and I don't get called, you know, probably three times oh, out really? of four. So I think a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people don't necessarily do that homework. They think like just asking for a reference is going to scare someone enough to put 
something yeah. legit down. But I think you're right. I mean, you, you really have to make those phone calls. And, you know, most of the time someone's going to give you an oh, honest yes, opinion. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why did you put this person down? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, he actually owes me 50 bucks. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm sure you probably get a couple, a couple of responses. Oh, yeah. Really like, expect, who? But that's what? the whole point. Oh, that person literally <laughs> just volunteers for me a couple of times. I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> who, yeah, who is not what you want your reference no. to say when uh, they no. call? Unless they currently work there and they're trying to make sure you don't uh, actually hire them. Like, oh, yeah, this person yeah, exactly. definitely don't hire them. Like, oh, they've been with you for 10 years. Oh, don't worry about it. Like, they're, 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 they're terrible. You don't want them. Have a good day. Namaste. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, what's something about your business that you're particularly proud of? I mean, you've hit on a few things already, but, you know, is there anything you can think of that you really are proud to talk about? For so, I guess the thing that I'm most proud of is our innovative programs that we've been able to like take the portal from the school program and turn that into an individual portal where during COVID we just said, okay, we're going to do bounce back bucks. So when everything opened up in June, we just said, Hey, shop and just send your receipt in. And we started sending gift cards out for those that hit like a certain amount of, you know, purchases. And we just kept, we just kept the sales rolling for these guys during COVID. I think COVID is going to be my big story because we've done so many creative things to keep the customer coming back and creating loyalty so i'm very proud of that and my staff mainly my staff because they have just learned how to use technology to really make this uh, i'm going to be in business for the rest of the year (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that is so awesome that's great And, and, and once again i think it's you know it's it's nice to you know you you may have the idea and you might be kind of the, you know, the captain of the ship, but obviously it's nice for you to, to shout out to your employees that are maybe doing. Oh yeah, the absolutely. They're killing it. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break here to uh, listen to a message from our important and very high okay. paying sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Carlson O'Connell commercial real estate. Carlson O'Connell helps business owners buy and lease commercial buildings. Are you tired of spending hard-earned money on expensive commercial rent? Go to carlsonoconnell.com to schedule a no-pressure, free lease versus own analysis. With record low commercial interest rates and 10% down SBA loans, you could be your own landlord. Trade in your monthly lease payment for an appreciating real estate asset to supercharge your net worth. Contact Carlson O'Connell for more information. License number 019-77101. Now we're going to kind of get into some more uh, random questions here to finish out the interview. Um, firstly, you know, who is your favorite sports team? You only the get Cowboys. One. The Cowboys. Yeah. Interesting. As a little kid, that's who everybody used to watch. And it just created, they always play on Thanksgiving. So that was part of it. And it's just fun. They're just fun to watch. It makes sense. They have a heck of a, yeah. a fan base. And it's it's funny that you talk about Thanksgiving with you know with Thanksgiving coming up. This episode may air after Thanksgiving, but uh my my family's from Michigan originally, and so oh. we're Lions fans and they they always play on Thanksgiving and they always oh, lose on Thanksgiving. So that's like, <laughs> my my family watches every year, they almost Aww. always lose. Um and uh you know it's just but it's part yeah. of the tradition, you know. We we have turkey, the lions lose, we see our family, it's great. <laughs> What's a good book you've read? Well, I actually you'll, you'll laugh because the the book that I just refer to the most is Words That Sell. It's my favorite little go-to. <laughs> For me, that is gold. A book that someone goes back to again and again and again all 
I'll definitely have to check that out. The next question is one of my favorite. I'm, I'm a big uh, person into music. I love music. Um, what's the last song you listened to? The last song I listened to was uh, You're a Creep. Uh, who, creep, isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, Radiohead. Uh, Radiohead? Love that awesome song. Awesome song. Yeah, that's a, oh, it's great. In closing, uh, you know, is there anything that you'd like to tell the audience? I'm right here in Folsom. They could find out all about creative marketing arts. But uh, I think the way that I like to end every day was a a little self-medication with a little tiny bit of red wine. That would be the way I get through my night. That is great advice. Yeah. Wind down at the end of the day. Thank you yes. again so Thank much you for your for the time. time too. Thanks again for listening. Uh, if it weren't for you and our guest, I'd just be talking to myself. Until next time, support local businesses and stay happy. This podcast is brought to you by Carlson O'Connell Commercial Real Estate. Carlson O'Connell helps business owners buy and lease commercial buildings. Are you tired of spending hard-earned money on expensive commercial rent? Go to carlsonoconnell.com to schedule a no-pressure, free lease versus own analysis. With record low commercial interest rates and 10% down SBA loans, you could be your own landlord. Trade in your monthly lease payment for an appreciating real estate asset to supercharge your net worth. Contact Carlson O'Connell for more information. License number 019-771101.